We're starting a new series today, or we actually are calling teaching themes because we don't know how long this thing is going to last. Um, but we're starting a new teaching theme today called the Jesus Way, and we're going to be rolling through this at least, at least through Easter, and then we'll keep on rolling. Uh, our very own Raina Goodman hand, hand drew that. Isn't that beautiful? Where is Raina? Is she here today? Raina, great, great, great job. I love it. I love when we get to use uh, our folks that are right here at the hills to do all of our stuff. Isaiah 55, we're talking about the Jesus way. Everybody say the way. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them and to their God for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Lord, I'm praying right now that you would allow me to deliver what you have deposited today. Your word is already anointed, and your word goes out, and it does not return void. But I'm praying today, God, that some of the illumination and revelation that you want us as a body to receive, that it could go out strong and with your spirit and with fire and with power and, God, with signs and wonders, that, Lord, as the word goes forth, we would see it in action even today, that hearts would be changed, that minds would be transformed, that lives, God, would be able to step into abundance like never before. In Jesus' name. Amen. I love preaching here. It's easy to preach here. I get invitations to go speak at other churches, and I just don't want to do it. I don't. just don't want to do it because I'm spoiled. I'm scared of what's going to happen when I go there. They may not laugh at my jokes, and y'all laugh at them even if y'all have heard them about 53 times. That's fine. Let me tell you the cutest thing. <laughs> my wife, who has heard me, heard me preach for, you know, year, what, 22 years now, uh, <laughs> Still takes notes on my sermons. And the other day I spoke at chapel the, uh, where our boys go to school at Christ Presbyterian. I, I spoke at chapel. And, um, and I spoke on something that she had heard me speak on before. And so we get back to the house that night. And uh, I look over in her little area. And she's got a whole paper of just notes she had taken of everything. I, right now, there it is, just preaching on. And so, man, if y'all don't amen me, at least she will amen me. And then if she don't, mama sure will, so got it taken care of. We're ready to roll. I want to talk about, for the next several weeks, I want to talk about the ways of Jesus. And we know that Jesus is the way. Jesus said, I am the way. I'm the one. I'm the way you get to God. We know that, right? However, I don't want to just focus on him being the way. I want to focus on his ways, not on him being the road, but also him being the example of how we're supposed to walk on the road. And there is a big difference. I want to, I want to get into that a little bit more. If you're taking notes, write this down. And if you're not taking notes, you can borrow them from Kristen in just a moment, okay? Write this down. His thoughts and ways are not ours. So we want to start off by establishing that. 
His thoughts and his ways are not ours. I want to break up those two words, thoughts and ways. They're two different things. Everything begins with a thought. I mean, even creation began with a thought. God said, you know what, I'm going to make something today. I'm going to create today. And God said, let there be light. But it began with a thought. We are transformed by the what? Renewing of our mind. Everything begins right here. So before we can talk about ways, we have to start talking about thoughts. Because the thought comes first, and then the thought becomes the way. So if, if I'm getting ready to make a trip, which my family will be, to Louisiana, they will, that's the first thought that comes to their mind. I've got to go to Louisiana, right? And then they begin to talk about the way, where they're going to go, how they're going to get there. Before you begin a trip, you have a destination. But before you have a destination, you have a reason. So the reason my family would be going to Louisiana is to, to attend my grandmother's memorial service, right? So everything backtracks. So we talk about kind of the what, and we get all mixed up. Forget the what. Let's get back to the ways. But before there's a way, there's got to be a thought. Before there's a thought, there's got to be a reason. My reasoning behind this. The word thought, when it says... My thoughts are not your thoughts. You know, those of you that come to the hills, you know I love Greek and Hebrew study. And so the Hebrew word for thought means design. So my designs are not your designs. All right, now stay with me. I feel like a college professor here for just a moment today. Why do we design? Say it with me. Ask that question. Why do we design? Put a big emphasis on the why. Look at your neighbor, big emphasis, kind of breathe on them a little bit and go, why do we design? The answer to that question is actually in the question. We design because of the why. Right? Everything that's ever been designed has been designed because there was a why. In other words, why do people hear me? Maybe I'll design a microphone. Why? Then you design because of the why. And so every tool, every device, every invention goes back to a why. Or, if you're writing down that beside why, go back to a reason, goes back to a purpose, goes back to a motive. So there is a reason that you treat certain places, certain situations, and certain people a certain way. Because you already have a why about them. You have a thought, a mindset, a process, something about that situation or that circumstances So your thought, when he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, what he's really saying is, my whys are not your whys. God's whys are not our whys. He, there are certain things that he does that we don't do. Why? Because he has a different reason for doing them. So in other words, his design is different than ours. Because we have a different why. And he has a different why. Think about our design and how we design. 
Let's go back to the, one of the very first things that was ever designed, the Tower of Babel. Think about that. If you, and I, we may have that scripture. Uh, Genesis, I think it's Genesis 11 and 4. Yeah, it says, then they said, come let us build, what? Ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heaven. Why? So that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we would be scattered over the face of the whole earth. Write this down. Our design always has us in mind. Underneath that, write this. I am my why. My design always involves me. But why? Because my why always involves me. Why am I forgotten? Why am I left out? Why am I not further ahead? Why doesn't anybody like me? Why can't I be better? Why, 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 why? And so because of my why, I begin, I begin to design situations, friendships, careers, relationships, barriers, blockades, barricades, my design is all based on my why. God's design, our design, always has us in mind. God's design always has us in mind. We both got the same focus, but for the wrong why. He said, wow, before you were ever even formed, I knew you. Before I designed you, I had a why for you. I had a why, which is why I created a design for you. And as I was forming you, I had a plan. One of our favorite passages, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. My exact plans for me. Isn't that amazing? My plans for me are the same way. They plans to prosper me and not to harm me. To give me a hope and a future. Me and God got the same idea. Except the problem is, my design is based on me. Instead of God's design based on me. His thoughts, his designs, his reasons, his whys are not our thoughts. They're not our designs. They're not our whys. We build things that we want to build because we want to build them that way. Why do, you, why do you build a custom home? Why? Because you want it your way. And this is what we do with our life, with our education, with our relationship with others, with our relationship with God. And yet Psalms 127 and 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. There has to be, Kristen always says, don't take out the God factor in the equation. There has to be a God factor that shows up in this thing where you begin to say, Jesus at the center of it all. Not my hurt. And not my ambition. Not my weakness. 
and not my strength. Not the thing that I'm ashamed of, and yet not the thing that I want everybody to see. Instead of building our careers and our families and our ministries and our mentality around that, what if we built our careers and families and ministries and mentality around the fact that God has a plan for us and I want him right in the middle of my life? How about the rest of y'all? That receive that? I read this to our team this morning. If you didn't know, all this stuff here doesn't get set up by itself. Like this stage is not here all Sunday, you know, and that kid stuff back there and the stuff out in the lobby, that, that's not inflate a church. You know, there's actually people that come in on Sunday and set all that up, and I thank God for them. And so we meet at 9.30, and uh, all the team that's here, we meet, and we have a word of prayer for you. We pray over the service. And uh, sometimes I'll share with them a little bit of what I'm feeling. And I read to them today the first part of Isaiah 55. A moment ago, I read uh, Isaiah 55 and uh, verse 6, 7, and 8. But if you go back up to the very top, this can be some homework. And uh, you don't have to bring it up on the screens. Uh, This can be your homework. Write it down, Isaiah 55. Just read the whole chapter. That'll be your homework today, okay? And uh, I'd love for you to, I'd love for you to read that and, and post something on Instagram. And, and if you'll tag the Hills Enville and let us know, post something on Twitter or Facebook and let us know you read it. It is an amazing passage of Scripture. And I'm not going to read all of it, but it starts off by saying, Hey, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, buy wine and milk without money and without price. That sets the tone for the entire scripture. And it begins to say, you're a nation that didn't know you could even come. And we're going to let you show up. And then he talks to the nation and says, y'all didn't think they could show up. But now God is saying they can show up. And then he goes through this whole thing and he says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him when he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way. Everybody say their way. The unrighteous is thought, return to the Lord, and God will have mercy on him. And to our God, he will abundantly pardon for. My daddy taught me that when you see a four in the scripture, you need to see what it's there for. Right? The old King James says, therefore. My daddy said, if you see a therefore, you need to see what it's there for. It's always the preceding thought. So he says this. Come to the Lord. He will, he will let you come. He will, he will give you food that you didn't pay for. You don't have money. It doesn't matter. For God's thoughts are not your thoughts. His ways are not your ways. And I encourage our team today that we would be a people that would open up our doors to people that are out there that don't think they can afford what we have tasted. They don't think they have enough grace. They don't think they have enough righteousness. They don't think they have enough holiness. They don't think they've done uh, enough good or they've done too much bad. I encourage our team today, let's sling those doors wide open and say it doesn't matter what you've done or who you are. This is free for everybody. What if we could become that kind of church, that kind of people that just open up our doors to whosoever will?
anybody, everybody, come show up and drink freely from the wells of living water. The ways, the thoughts and the ways of God. So the thoughts are the why. That's the thought. My whys are not your whys. The ways. So my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. The word thought means design. The word ways in the original Hebrew means this, the manner, the actions, the conduct, the character, the habits. You get that? So the ways of God means the manners of God, the actions of God, how God conducts himself. I love this. God's habits. Do you love that God has habits? The habits of God, the nature of God. So if thoughts are the whys, then the ways are the how. We focus so much on what would Jesus do instead of why would Jesus do it and how would Jesus do it. You want to have a transformational thought. It's that. Instead of what would Jesus do, why would Jesus do what Jesus does? And how would Jesus do what Jesus would do. Changes everything. Because the what is solid. And it's rigid. And it can be strong. And you got to abide by this. And do it that way. And do it this way. But when you begin to examine the motive. And the mindset. And the manner. How Jesus did these things. It begins to change the whole way you live life. Write this down. There is a difference In the will of God and the way of God. There is a difference in the will of God and the way of God. If you've ever grown up in church, how many have grown up in church? Raise your hand. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You've got to seek the will of God. Right? We always talk about the will of God. Lord, tell me what your will is. What is your will? What is your will? You know the word will is actually comes from the word that means a testament. So if, if, if somebody writes a will out for you, it's a written testament. We've got some lawyers in the house. I could tell you about that. It's a testament. It's a will. Well, you don't look at that will and go, I just want to know what your will is. It's here. Right? <laughs> I just wish I, wish I could go, but just show me what his will is. He has. Old and new, right here. And just, there you go. <laughs> Teach me your will. <laughs> I already have. And the great thing about the way God does his will, you know, like it, it, my grandmother has a will. When grandma passed away, then the lawyers, the attorneys, the executors of that will, they're the ones that go to the family and go, hey, here's what we're going to pass out. God doesn't do that. When Jesus died, he came back. So this is so important. I'm going to give this to you. Peace I give to you. That's another sermon in itself. Man, if I had people that like preaching, we'd just go right there, wouldn't we? (laughs) It was so important that he came back himself. 
and gave it to us. But it's written. It's done. It is finished. Done. Peace out. I'm going to leave my Holy Spirit with y'all. Y'all do it now. Have fun. I'm going to sit by my Father and hang out till y'all show up to the place I prepared for you. And we're standing here. You just want to know your will. Teach me your will. The will is set in stone. It's going to be done. It's just done. That's the will of God. That's how things are going to be. So instead of praying, listen, for the will of God, I want to encourage you to pray for the ways of God. But i got to make a decision. I want to know God's will. No, you need to know God's ways. If you can think about the why and the how, it will tell you the what. Start with the why. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you watching what you're watching and listening to what you're listening and hanging out with who you're hanging out with or not hanging out with who you're not hanging out with? What's the purpose? What's the motivation? What's the motive? What's the thought process? And then say, God, what would your thoughts be in this situation? So it's changed the way I pray. Instead of praying, I do say, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I mean, I am saying that continually. I I want to be a part of that agreement in you. But now instead of asking for his will over every daily step, I am literally praying, God, teach me your ways. That's why I believe for the next five, six weeks, seven weeks, as we begin to talk about the way, the Jesus way, and we focus in on how he did what he did and why he did what he did, I believe we're going to see a transaction happen. I believe that's why we've seen something happen in our church as we did this whole series on love. Never had such response like we've had because of this. Why? Because it's the Jesus way. It's the way Jesus did things. Some of you may have heard this story, and if so, just pretend you haven't. Uh, And if you have never heard it, trust me, you will hear it again. This is the best way I know to illustrate the difference in the will of God and the way of God. We were in Austin, Texas, where Chris and I pastored for 10 years before we moved here to Nashville. And and it had been a rough day around our house, just a rough day. It had been a rough season. I I don't remember a lot, but I do remember that was a rough season. We didn't have a lot of money. Um, There were a lot of bills piling up. It was a crazy time at our church. A lot of stuff going on. looks like... You know, I, I don't know if, if this happens in your life, but as a pastor, it's like everybody saves up until one week, and then just all, he, all, all hell breaks loose at one time. How many have, have that happen? It's like everything waits, like financial, spiritual, physical, they all like get together. All right, here's what we're going to do. On the 22nd, we're all going to rush them, all right? Like if they could just like go one at a time, it'd be a lot easier. Well, it, it was one of those kind of weeks, man. It was that stuff of the church was going on. It was just a crazy, crazy week. And so I, I got home late that day. I still remember Kristen was in the house making supper. And uh, I got a phone call from someone that, that needed some counseling. And so um, Evan was very young then. And I, I remember walking out and uh, a little exasperated because I'd been at the office all day, you know. I'd been there all day. The, this person could have called during the day, but waited till I got home for supper to call. So I was a little upset, you know. Well, then I got over that. Okay, God, forgive me for that thought. You know, here I'm going to minister to this guy. So I'm out in the backyard, 
and pacing, and I'm talking to this guy on the phone, and, and Evan comes walking up, and he goes, hey, Daddy, Daddy, I want to swing me, swing me, swing, swing, swing. So I want to swing me, swing me, swing. Wait, just a minute, son, hold up. I'm talking to this guy. Daddy, 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 just pulling. You know, Daddy, Daddy, swing, swing. You know, those of you that don't know Evan, Evan is just like this. He's focused. He's got this prophetic thing. He's like, all right, everything he sees is right here. When he was young, he was even more so. He was just like, this is where I'm going. You don't know what Evan's like to see Elijah. Find Elijah, that's Evan. Or Cheyenne, either way. Just like, focus, it's where I'm going, all right? Right here. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Evan, wait a minute, baby. I'm, wait a minute. Finally, I'm in the middle of this depth conversation. You know, I'm right to the meat of it, getting ready to give this guy some amazing revelations. It'll transform his life and save his marriage and all this. Daddy, 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 daddy. Put the phone on mute. Evan! I am on the phone! I'm trying to help this guy. Will you leave me alone? And I watched Evan just melt. Unmute. Where were we? Finished the conversation. Hung up the phone. Before I walked back inside, I knew Kristen had heard me. And um, I knew I was going to have to face Evan. So I had a little talk with God. I said, you know what? This is not fair. This is not fair. And I, God started dealing with me. He's like, that was, that was not cool. And when God tells you something's not cool, like, it was not cool. So I started reasoning with God. I'm like, wait a minute. I've been working all day. Ministering, I come home, that's what I'm doing again. I'm doing your work. Clear as day, I heard the Holy Spirit say, but you're not doing it my way. That was it. That was it. And Kristen can tell you from that day to this day, our ministry's been different, our lives have been different. I still yell. I still make mistakes. I still go off. (laughs) But it's changed the way I do things. I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you. Those of you that have had the same thing happen with you, with your relationship, with your kids, with your spouse, at your job, maybe you're not screaming outside, but inside you are. Don't get confused with doing the right things the wrong way. Clocking in, clocking out. I got it done. All right, I obeyed that commandment. I obeyed this. I obeyed that. That's why Jesus told the rich young ruler, he said, okay, you obey the commandments? Okay, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor. He said, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. That's not a what. No, that's a why. That's a how. That's how we obey the commandments, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So God is not interested as much in the what. Have you repented? That's a what. Have you been baptized? What? Are, are you walking this way? Are you not doing that? Are you doing this? Have you been filled with this? Or do you have this gift? Do you have that fruit? That's a what. God is interested in the why. Why do you want the fruit? Why do you want the gift? Why do you want the money? Why do you want the promotion? Why, why, why? And then how are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Anybody receive that word today?
Next week, we're going to be talking about the fact that the reason that his ways and thoughts are not ours is because, I said ours. Did y'all hear that? Ours. How many of y'all heard it when I said it and you thought that was funny sounding? Yeah. The reason that his thoughts and his ways are not ours is because his thoughts and ways are higher than ours. Next week, we're going to be talking about having an elevated perspective, having a perspective that carries us up higher, and how Jesus could do what he did, put up with what he did, because his experience, his elevation, his perspective was elevated, and it was eternal. Let's pray today. Lord, we thank you.